Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life. Hello again, this is Bob Frazier here with uh, the Influent Podcast, and this week we are speaking with Joan Delbrucke. I'm in Germany, we're in Dusseldorf, Germany, so... Joan, say hi. Hi, people. How are you this morning over in Germany? We have great weather here. <laughs> so, um, I, I spoke with Joan three years ago, and she was telling me her testimony. And it so struck me, Joan, what happened to you. And, uh, and so this is it's such an amazing opportunity for Christians in our, in our, in our age. And... The story was like this. You you grew up in Malaysia. Yep. Now, Malaysia, many listeners, I'm sure, don't know that Malaysia is a Muslim country. Very. Yeah, like, and it's even illegal to preach the gospel, right? Well, it is illegal to speak about the gospel to any Muslim. It's illegal to speak the gospel to any Muslim. Yes. And, um, but you ended up getting saved there because of a missionary school. So go ahead and just tell us the story. Yes. Um, you know, I'm well into my 50s. When I was in school... Um, Although you had... look like you're 21, I must say. Well, no, I'm not. Thank you, Bob, <laughs> for this wonderful morning. Um, well, we had missionary schools, and they were very good missionary schools, which I'm afraid Malaysia doesn't have them today. They had very good educational standards, and we had really big-hearted, um, true missionaries coming in every week to preach us the gospel. And we had to do um, a subject called Bible knowledge. And that was every week. Sometimes it's a single lesson, sometimes it's a double lesson. Mm -hmm. And this is where our Bible knowledge started. And we were kids, we didn't understand exactly what was going on. But we did tests on it, we set exams of it, and that's how the seed okay. was planted. So, so, but back up. So, you're a Muslim at this point? No, I'm not. Well, not now, but then? No, I wasn't. You weren't? Your I parents wasn't. were Muslims? No, my parents, okay. my, my parents were Buddhists. They were Buddhist, okay. They were Buddhist, yeah. So were there Muslims in the school? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But they, had, they could choose, and they wouldn't go for this Bible uh, knowledge classes. They would go to their uh, Quran classes. Wow. So this was a Christian school, yes. and the Muslims sent their kids to this school. Because the education standard was very, very high. Wow. It was one of the best, the best schools you find in Malaysia would be missionary schools. The best schools yes. were missionary schools. Yes. Wow. And yes. so the leaders sent their kids oh, yes. to the school. Oh, yes. I mean, today, if you look at St. John's Institution, that's a boys' school. If this is in Malaysia now? Yes, in Kuala okay. Lumpur. It's run, you know, um, it's run basically by Catholics. Mm -hmm. But all the uh, politicians, they're Muslims. They send their sons there. They send their sons yes, to the Catholic school because it's the best school. The education is very, very good. Yeah. You want to pass the state exams, you go to these schools. 
Wow. It, it just, it got me so excited, Joan. And, and well, just to finish the story, you were not a Christian. You went to a Christian school and your parents sent you to a Christian school, even though they didn't agree with the values. No. But because it was the best education. Yes. And then you end up years later here in Germany, um, giving your life to the Lord. Yes. And I must say the seeds, the seeds of the gospel were planted when we were in even though your your teachers probably thought you were a lost cause, right? <laughs> probably thought they were wasting oh, there their were, time. There were forty seven of us in one class, you know, uh-huh. and about forty five would attend uh, Bible knowledge. We call them Bible knowledge subject classes. Uh-huh. So maybe two or three Muslims wouldn't go. And I would say today, from that forty five, I was in the girls' school. I would say about a good 30 would be Christians. Wow. Yes. A lot of my friends are Christians from my old, old friends. Oh, they, my gosh. Yes. Joan, this is, yes. this is so amazing. It is. You know, you know, Christians, you know, I'm a historian, and Christians throughout history have been the educators yes. of the world. I mean, all the way from the Jesuits and... And, and and just in every way, we have been the preeminent educators. I mean, I think 102 of the first 106 universities in America, yes. something like that, were founded by pastors or yes. by religious institutions. And we've we've been we've really had the best yes. uh, been the best educators in the yes. history of the globe. I agree. In most countries, yes, and especially um, I'm not sure about the other languages. But in most countries where English is spoken widely, they they have the best, um, the missionaries, I would call them missionaries, um, they would be the best educators. They really are. Wow. Well, but it makes sense, right? Because Jesus said, go into all the nations. And he said, he said make disciples yes. of all nations. Yes. And so... Uh, you know, and he said, "Go into te- teaching them to obey my commandments." Yes. It's teaching them my way. Yes. So we're we're to teach about about yes. Jesus. But the the absolutely amazing thing is, you know, uh, the world loves education. Now they don't know they love Jesus, right? <laughs> necessarily, but they love education. The world wants education. Sure, sure, and you see, I think. Because education is so important, a good education, and it brings all, even like my parents, they were actually anti-Christian. I mean, they were Buddhists, but they were anti-Christian. But the fact is, their daughter is going to have a good future. Right. If they go to a good school. So they were prepared to send her to a missionary school and to take the risk. I mean, they didn't know it yet. Of having the seeds of the gospel being planted. <laughs> it, is, it is awesome. Honestly, it seems like such a strategy yes. from heaven. And, you know, I go over all the world. I travel over the world and t- talk to thousands of people. And yes. it's amazing how many Christians I meet who are in education. How yes. many who are teachers. Yes. And it, it's like a gift. It's like our calling as as Christians. One of our main callings as Christians is to be 
the educators of yes. the globe. I think we're natural educators. I, I think we're we're taught, you know, in on Sundays, and we're we're taught by the Bible, and we're just we're natural students, and we're natural educators. And to another thing is, one has to know that modern day Kuala Lumpur. I mean, let me just speak which is about the capital of yes, Malaysia, where I come from. I mean, there are others bigger city, big cities too, but I know Kuala Lumpur very well. And a lot of the people who are really fervent for the Lord, some of them have become pastors, some are elders, and lots of them, they are all university graduates. Yeah. And then they take up their posts as pastors, as elders in the church, and as youth leaders, and all sorts of things. But they all had a very good education. They all have wow. university backgrounds. All you, of us. you know, it, it just strikes me. It's like, why don't we as Christians go start schools? I mean, it almost feels like I, just being an American, even, even that people would think that I could start a good school, right? And, and, or being a European, people would think you could start a good school just by, just because you are. So we could go to almost any nation and start a school and make it the best school. Yes. And the world would send their children to us to be discipled, and they would pay us. Well, I do know <laughs> of a school presently now, yes, yes. in Penang, in, on the island of Penang, which is in the north-west uh, coast of Malaya, Malaysia. And I have a friend. She is a lovely Christian woman. She was before um, the... Um, the regional financial director for Asia and Pacific of Intel. She left her job. And she has nothing to do with education, but a lot later, she has a good heart. She started a little private school, Christian private school. In Kuala Lumpur. Now, in, and in this Penang, is in Penang. in Penang. That's the second largest uh, uh, inhabited city. Okay. It's an island. And, a, and very Muslim. Of course, everywhere in Malaysia is Muslim. And everywhere. You, and you were saying, I mean, even there's some of the states that are pushing for Sharia law. Yes. Places like Tungano, the state. We have 13 states. They've been pushing for years for Sharia law. Um, you know, we, we, we are a very Muslim country in Malaysia. But there are a lot of very good churches. Very good churches. Hmm. And I know these have been the seats and the work which has been done by the missionaries, I would say half a century or maybe even more, I'm, I'm, I think, even more, it is ago. Just, yes. It's amazing. This is the fall. Here in a Muslim country God. Yes. that God is, God is moving. Now, so tell me more about this school. So this school was started by my friend, and she runs this school, and it's, the, it's a private school. But she's not, I mean, she's, well, she's there, um, to get the school going first. And she didn't make a lot of money in the beginning because it's the cheapest private school in the whole of Malaysia. And this is targeted for middle-class professional parents who mm -hmm. want their children okay. to have a good education. So, um, and she offers in her school, all children of all religions are welcome. Uh -huh. And because it's a private school, uh, Bible knowledge is, of course, she came from a Methodist mm -hmm. missionary school, my friend. Mm -hmm. So 
Bible knowledge uh, classes are of course offered on the agenda and it starts with kindergarten already. Mm-hmm. She's got about 700 students. 700 students? Yes. Now how old is the school? The school is about seven years. Seven, seven plus years. years. And 700 students. Yes, yes. But it, it makes sense because people want a great education and sure. they want English speakers. I mean, I know that's a yes. high demand. Yes. Right, is English speakers yes. and Western education, right, is yes. is highly valued. Wow. And so it's, even in a Muslim country, it's an overt Christian school. So it says we, we are a private uh, a Christian school. Yes. And she also has English, of course, English lessons, English language lessons, German language lessons. Uh-huh. Uh, it's possible to do that. And the wonderful thing is... You mean in addition to the school? Yes, of course. So it's a way also to meet more people. Yes, of course. So teach, teach English, teach... German. German. Yes. They've got a German teacher from Germany to teach. And she's expanded um, to uh, in Kedah. This is just at the mainland for uh, asylum children. Children from asylum seekers. And they have not a proper citizen status at the moment so they live in this asylum oh my home gosh. and she goes over and she supports a group of people to educate these oh children uh, and there are about 200 and something of them 200 asylum over. seekers yes children of asylum seekers they're in a in, wow. in a school so she's doing that i mean this is all uh, because of god's leading she had no ideas about. So she was not an stuff. educator. No, she was. She was the financial. So she no just region, financial got an idea <laughs> to start a school. I went and started a school having no experience. And she didn't make any profit until after the seventh year. Yeah. Well, having run a school, I can tell you they're not super profitable. Okay, they're not. You know, if you want to get rich, you, you know, starting a school is not the way to do that. No, no. But she's just started to make some good profit now. No, but. Joan, this is this is stunning. You know, yes. it seems to me that you know I almost want to say, Christians, stop everything else you're doing and let's go start <laughs> schools. You know, yes. and as missionaries, what other place where will they literally roll out the red carpet for us? They'll open every door. Education. They'll welcome us Education. where we can be overt in our faith, and where the leaders will send us their children, and we could literally make disciples of the nations. And they'll pay us to do it. They'll pay us to make disciples. Well, you know, the best way to teach is to teach children, really. Because they are still, you you can still form them, you can still shape their minds, you can still reason out with them. They haven't got fixed ideas yet. And the softest part of their hearts are still there when they're young. Wow. And this is when, really, um, why Sunday school is important for children. You know, if people don't have Christian schools, they go to Sunday school, get a good Sunday school teacher, you know, teacher. I mean, you might not see the the uh, results yet, but years later, the seeds, I believe really very much, the seeds are planted. Well, and it's amazing just what you're saying about Malaysia, how yes. many Christians there are in leadership and in business and in government. Yes. All from the missionaries and a lot from the missionary yes. schools. Yes, of course, because the 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 the, um, the students of missionary schools are the best educated people. Oh my gosh. They are so well educated that they all go abroad and come back. 
Wow. <laughs> they study in England, they study in the States, they study in Australia. It's very common. And they come back. Wow. I wonder how many of the leaders of Malaysia, for instance, went to a, went to a Christian school. Well. It's hard to say. It is difficult because a lo- Malaysia is not a very, I would say, it's a country that gives all its privileges if you are a Muslim. Yeah. But the undercurrent is basically uh, the non-Muslims, the undercurrent uh, authority. Right. So, so if, you're, if you're a non-Muslim, you're not going to get in leadership generally there you're gonna it's gonna be you're gonna be resisted to become a leader of the universities or the government or um, that kind of thing fewer places yeah they, they do get there but fewer of them fewer yeah but you see the, those the very few who are in these positions they are very influential that's the difference it's not the number right it's not the big number <laughs> who are occupying the positions it's those who are occupying, however small the number, they are very influential. Wow. Yes, you know, I think Christians have been historically the educators of the yes. globe. Yes. I, I think that. it's still our main calling as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as believers, is a main calling is to teach. Go make disciples of all nations. Teach, yes. And I think the critical, the critical element to, to doing this is to be the best. We should be the best. Educators yes. to give the the best education. No one wants a, you know, second rate education, right? Right. And I so, mean, whatever we do, to be the best. The the top schools in Kuala Lumpur during my time when I was younger were Bukit Bintang Girls School. That's a Protestant school, and the headmistress is the staunchest Christian. <laughs> she's not married, and she's out for the gospel. She gets like. Teams of Christian missionaries in. To and this is the top us. school. Yes, top girls' school, and we had prayer every morning. We sang the <laughs> national hymn, and we and we prayed, and we and we praised God, and then we went to classes, <laughs> and then we get our punishment if we were late for school. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> then there was um, the Methodist Girls and Boys School, St John's Institution. Um, Bukit Nana's Convent Girls School. I mean, all these were top schools. You know, Victoria Institution, they were top schools. And they were all missionary schools, really. Wow. And now, how old were you when you gave your life to the Lord? Because it took a while for that, that seed yes. to incubate, right? Yes. Well, to seriously uh, gave up every single um, thing and follow God the Lord was when I was maybe at the age of 30, say 20 years ago, oh. 20 years ago. But so you see, the fact it is... It took you a decade to actually, for that seed to germinate and come to fruition. Yes. But you see, the great thing about it is, although one hasn't fully accepted, has not fully accepted the Lord, you know you see, you know there is God who's always with you. Because, you see, we were taught. We were taught to know there is a very gracious Savior. Wow. There is a Savior wow. who is almighty. So it is up to us to choose the time. We were so spoiled, right, in our beginning, early years. We knew that whatever happened, we had hope. 
and we can always go to somebody called Jesus. It's a matter of whether we were rebellious or not. You see, that's very important. You see, people who do not know God at all, and if they were in bad situations, they had no one and no hope. Right. But we had. Wow. We had. Even though we didn't give our didn't lives. Didn't believe. Yeah, didn't believe it, but in your heart of hearts, somewhere we, we down there. We believed it, mind you. It's just taking that <laughs> step. Do you want to give up your worldly pleasures? Do you want to, you know? It's that step. But you see, all the time, the Lord has been gracious because with this, what we know, what we have learned in our youth, in our younger years, in school, we know, I know for sure, there is a Savior. I know He's there if I called Him. It's just that I didn't choose thing that I wanted to call Him then yet. Mm-hmm. You see? So that is a big difference because then we always, I always felt that, you know, it wasn't the end. You know, if you were in bad situations, it was not the end. You had mm. somebody if you wow. would just call him. Wow. So, and that's what happened as you had a rough time in your life and you turned to the Lord. Of course. Wow. And I thought to myself once, as you grow older, you become wiser. Why do you have to forsake all your blessings for what? Mm. Might as well get it while you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> as quickly as yeah. possible. Now, you said there are no more missionary schools? There are. There are missionary schools, but they are not as what they used to be. Why not? Because um, a lot of them have been taken over. Uh, because, you see, the politicians, they send their sons and their daughters to these schools, right? Mm-hmm. Now, these schools are still allowed to practice Bible knowledge and classes and all the rest of it. The only difference now is because, well, the, the, the political leaders who are usually Muslims, they send the children there. So the proportion of Muslim students are very, very high. Wow. So they do control a certain amount of the curriculum, you know. Uh, you can have, but then, you know, for us... When we had Bible classes, Bible knowledge classes, there were 45 out of 47 who were doing it. Now you probably have half the amount. Okay, so but there's still missionary schools, oh, yes. but they're just not teaching the gospel as effectively. To as, to as many students, yes. Interesting. So they are replacing a lot with Quran schools. You see, the Quran, Islam, always fought. They're copycats, you know. They always copy what the Christians do. So now they also have Quran classes. Yeah, I wonder if the schools are as good, you know, um, as rigorous and, you know, if, if it'll end up being as attractive, you know, so it's just very interesting. Well, I think the standard would not be have been as high as when I was there, Yeah, say, but they are still good schools. Sure. We, you know, it, it just it just struck me. I so appreciate you taking the time and and visiting with us today. It's it seems like such an amazing opportunity, you know, as Christians to go and become the educators of the planet. I mean, yes. you know, the world wants this wants education. They 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 want it desperately. They want great education, and for for whatever reason, they believe. That the West offers it, and even the Christians would offer it, uh, and they would believe that that we would have the best education. And such an opportunity, such now, an opportunity. Well, you're talking about academic education, yes, right? yeah. 
But education can also be at the very, very basic form. Just showing the children, very young children, um, how to behave, yeah. how to sing, how to speak. Well, that's 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 a great point. I mean, we could we we could have just technical skill education or English, just teaching English yes. or or teaching computers or yes. teaching leadership. And I have I know some other folks, some friends who started a leadership school in Beijing yes. and uh, using Twitter and other things to advertise it, and got thousands and thousands of people yes. to study to join their leadership school. Yes. And and I believe they're overt as well, overtly yes. Christian and. Uh, Here's a communist nation that's, you know, yes. atheist. And, and uh, so it, there do, it doesn't have to be uh, just a certain form. It can be anything. I mean, there's, education can take just thousands of forms, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Correct. And then I want to... Do you have time? Yeah, sure. I want to relate an experience which I feel very strongly to this day. And it's to deal with street children. When I was living in the Philippines, in Manila, there are lots of children who are homeless mm. and parentless mm. and lots of things. And they were living in a park and they were wild. They were absolutely wild. They were climbing trees. They were really like that. And they, had, they did not know when the next meal was coming from and they just dug into rubbish bins. You know that story that we see on TV, but it's real. And so, they were... The first impression about these kids when they, they came together, it was unruly to the very, you can't describe it. But they can be taught. They can be taught. And um, I think the Lord has shown me something which, coming from a very middle class family in Malaysia, you tend to be sometimes, you tend to be a bit, you know, snobbish, saying that, you know, some, some things are not. Some situations where people grow up, you can't teach them. But that's not true. And these kids, I mean, they, were, they ranged from two years to about 14. And we had this idea to feed them. But when they came the first time, they were, they were grabbing everything. They, 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 they were unruly. They, they grabbed and they ran. And, and that was, that was terrible. And the, and the few women who were there, they were also homeless. They were just as bad. So anyway, we after about four sessions, we managed, I mean, it is through God's grace, to line them up, to make them sit down, not to spit their food out if they don't like it, to eat properly, and then to say prayers, and to tell them, this is there is a there is a savior called Jesus who loves you, and you know, I mean, I felt that I was back in my school days. That's awesome. Putting the seed of the gospel in their little hearts. I mean, they didn't understand. I mean, Jesus, yes, a friend. Where is this friend? Oh, he's somewhere there. You know, he's there. And by the time I finished my stint in Manila, two, uh, three years, we were there for three years. My little kids. There were 140 of them who came regularly every week. They lined up. They looked after each other. They made sure that they, they, everybody lined up for their food. They sat. They sang. They said their prayers. 
and you know they, they they did everything and that's education for me too but at a very basic level yeah it's that's right and to this day i know and i know the seed of the gospel has been planted yep. in their little house and we had a lot of muslim kids <laughs> we had a lot of muslim kids coming you know and so the only thing we, we didn't do was not to cook pork but that was the thing and i felt the same as i was in school wow that it's effective it's going to work yes yeah. that's awesome joan thank you so much yeah. for being with us here today and uh the, what an what an absolutely inspiring story yes. thank you and god bless God bless you too, and your ministry, and for all those who have a heart to teach. Amen. Amen. (laughs) All right. Take care. Okay.